we got along really well. So like when like we weren't fighting and nothing was weird, we got along really really well. When you weren't fighting and nothing was weird, yeah. you got along really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Just so that okay. very brief window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like uh, twenty minutes out of every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. good. It was, those were a solid fucking twenty solid minutes. Solid twenty minutes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Listener question for the week is, and by the way, if you have questions, we do need questions. So please email us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Okay. Hey, Dahlia. That's me. Um, What is he saying? Okay, any tips for shorter guys? It's been a big source of insecurity, especially because this town is seemingly full of six-foot models. True story. What I basically would say to this listener is, yes, it's true. Short is hard. I'm not going to lie about it. A lot of my women that I talk to say, I just want the guy to be taller than me. I have to be able to wear heels. So my first tip, to this is actually to the women chill your butts about guys being shorter than you you are doing yourself a major disservice it's hard enough to find a guy who's good that you gel with that you're attracted to then you throw in must be over six feet okay bye see you later like do you really want that to disqualify all of the great guys under six feet I would say if the tall thing is really an issue I give you two inches. They can be two inches taller than you. That can be your cutoff, but you can't be like, I'm 5'4 and they have to be over six feet. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just unrealistic and you're doing yourself a disservice. You're going to end up dating all those actors and models, not that there's anything wrong with that, that you're like, are not ready for a relationship and they're actors and models. Yeah, guess what? Actors and models, that's that's not the only people to be lim- limiting your dating pool to. So I am saying, women, relax on that. One of my favorite women I ever talked to was like, I'm 5'9", and I really prefer a guy who's shorter than me because I think if he's shorter than me and he wants to date me, he's got to be a little cocky, and I think that's so sexy. And I would agree. Cocky is sexy. So my advice to this person is be a little more cocky, wear your shortness with swagger. The right women will reveal themselves. I'd also advise maybe going for a little bit older than you. Um, I think, I hope that as women get older, they loosen that requirement a little bit and learn that good guys, good girls, good everyone comes in all shapes and sizes and having an arbitrary requirement like height is really kind of silly. Everyone's the same height when we're lying down. You know what I mean? So I think he should just continue on his merry way. He should be upfront. He shouldn't try and hide it. He could even put on his profile because whatever, if it cuts people out of your life, good. Better find out now that they're not ready for your greatness and your swagger. So wear your shortness with swag and women, chill out. You can wear your heels and you can still have a short guy and you're still going to feel sexy and feminine and whatever else you think that a tall guy can give you that, you know, really has nothing to do with height. So everyone go meet each other. Thank you. Bye. Good morning. Hello. I'm here with Steve. Hey. Hi, Steve. Steve's just like a straight cis guy. Would you identify oh, yeah, with no, that? I, yeah. I am. That is my. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my cross to bear. Yeah, I'm a white straight dude. <laughs> white straight dude, right here next to me in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, how old are you? Uh, 31. 31. Oh, I thought you were older. You have a maturity to I'm you. Very fucking gray. Maybe that's yeah, it. yeah. It's salt and pepper. Oh you, no! It, looking at you, you kind of look like George Clooney. 
I get that a lot. You must. Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies, if you're interested in George Clooney, and I can't imagine you're not, I'm just going to start it right off there. Um, so, Steve, you are a listener of the podcast. Yes. And you sent me an email, which I do ask for emails with people's questions. And normally they're like pretty straightforward questions and then I answer them on the podcast. You sent me kind of a long storybook of an email that was detailing this very interesting relationship you had with your last, I'm assuming last girlfriend. Um, And then you had a question at the end, but I said, this actually seems like something maybe we could talk about more than just a yes or no question thing. And I also... You know, I've had a lot of women. I've had some gay people. I've had a straight man, but I think it's always good to spice it up with another straight man and just kind of get a different perspective on dating and the problems of dating or the fun of dating or the adventure of dating, which is definitely what you had. And we're going to do a quick summary of your experience with this last girlfriend. All right. Uh, so um, real quick, we were on and off for like two years. Uh we met, it was great for like a hot second, and then we kind of fell back to just like texting and being friends or whatever. And like towards the end of 2017, I took what I read from her, just like she had started to grab feelings again. I was like, oh, I guess me too. And then like January of 2018, I thought they were kind of at a peak and uh, she went to Vegas with some dude. So I got strangely upset about that. And um, so then like we both had like a weird feelings talk, and uh, so we decided to try and date. Um, so time I was living in San Francisco and she lived in Monterey and we had planned a few weekends for me to like go down and hang out. And every single time uh, we were supposed to go hang out at her place, she would start a fight and then just straight cancel on me, which was a bunch of fun. Um, I had a just kind of emergency bag in my car in the event she ever goes like, yeah, come on over. Um, so that didn't happen. Uh, so then... Um, she got transferred from her job to, uh, she had the choice between Fresno and Oakland. And if anyone who's not in California, Fresno is like fuck far away away. And Oakland's across the bridge from San Francisco. Uh, so she chose Fresno originally, then decided to choose Oakland uh, for me. So we went apartment hunting. We found her a place. And uh, then she moved in. And then she kept having like crazy anxiety when I was supposed to come over. Like she wouldn't let me in her apartment. I never saw her, in retrospect, this is a huge red flag, uh, go in or out of the apartment. Uh, and then we just kept fighting because it just caused a lot of anxiety on both ends because I was just like, you know, if you let me in, this probably is going to resolve whatever weird anxiety you have. Um, that didn't happen, and she ended up buying a house in Fresno for her mom, she said. She was a doctor, so, like, she said she was a doctor and had, had the fucking money to buy a house in Fresno because shit's cheap there still. And then so, like, we had a huge blow-up around, like, September. We didn't talk for a month. And then at the end of October, I reached back out, and I was like, hey, uh, I, I super miss you. I, we had bought uh, tickets to My Favorite Murder. And so I went with some girl I was kind of seeing um, who didn't quite get it, which is a real bummer. Uh, so I decided to email her. We reconnected. I uh, went on a few trips together. And then she decided she's going to move back up to Oakland because her practice was between Oakland and Fresno. Um and then, uh, so we spent like November, December, pretty solid. She said, we found a place in Oakland. She said she signed a lease, but she kept on being really busy and couldn't get the keys. So, um, we had New Year's together in Napa on the way home from New from Napa. She's like, Hey, do you want to come over on Thursday? Uh, New Year's was like on a Tuesday this year. 
uh, in the event you're listening to this, not in 2019. Um, and uh, she said, you want to come over on Thursday, help me move in? I said, sure. Thursday rolled around, she got sick and couldn't pick up the keys. So then by Friday, I was trying to be a good boyfriend and I called the, uh, called the apartment building. I was like, hey, can I get my girlfriend's keys? They're like, well, let me check on it. They called me back and I texted her, hey, I'm gonna see if I can pick up your keys. Two hours later, I get a call back going, hey, uh, so she never lived here. She just put her, uh, her interest in and we got back to her and she never followed up. So I called her with a nice little like, what the fuck's happening? And um, what the fuck was, she uh, said that she panicked, canceled, and never uh, signed up again for an apartment. And then she said, don't worry about it. I won't bother you again. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You also owe me money from like the, the hotel we stayed in for New Year's. So um, she just kept saying, all right, great. I'll pay you by like this X date in the future. So I was telling my friend about this and he goes, that doesn't sound like a doctor. Cause it was like 500 bucks. It wasn't anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I, uh, I looked her up in the California Bureau, like Consumer Bureau or whatever. Uh, you can find, I found my therapist on there cause I go to an actual therapist. So I'm here, but like less for help and more for, I don't know. Anyway, um, I found him on there. I found like other audiologists on there and I couldn't find her on there at all. So then I was like, oh, oh, she was lying about everything. And I did like way too deep of a Google dive and like she came up with like a potentially different last name, like just lots of shit was just kind of fucked and a little weird about it. So that is the very quick version of that story. So I'm going to sum it up now so that I can make sure I understand. Uh, My summary is you were on and off with a girl. It was never not kind of off. You were back and forth a lot. She said she was a doctor. She said she moved into a place. She would always freak out about you coming over. You then found out she wasn't a doctor. She never lived in the place she said she lived. And then she kind of just disappeared and plagued on you. Yeah, the only only footnote of that is like from like last November and December was the first time we used like boyfriend girlfriend. Got it. So like it was like so it's there was an actual ex now I can be like I have an ex before it was a very much longer story. So for two years on and off, yeah. about two months was it actually like strong yes? Yeah, like there's also a minute where like she was dating somebody else and I was dating somebody else within that two years. So like it's it's it pinged around a bit, but like right. all of 2018 was the on and off thing. Got it. So, in the email you wrote me, you mm. were kind of like, so how do I know what was real, what was fake, and does all the fakeness and the lies that you found out about kind of invalidate the realness of the relationship at any point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very much a weird, it feels like um, if you've ever watched a movie with like your parents, and at the end they're like, I don't know what happened. I go, neither do I. It's like, it's watching, it's like watching a beautiful mind with your mom. You're just like, I don't know what the fuck just happened there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can imagine that uh, would do a real number on you and your trust and probably a little bit your belief in your own judgment, which I hear a lot on this show is people being like, I went through this terrible thing and now I'm questioning my own judgment. And I'm like, I get that because when you do see red flags kind of early on, as you said you did, that she could never have you over, you want to think that you're smart enough to run the other way. But unfortunately, we have feelings and emotions as human beings where we're like well I'm just gonna choose to believe the best possible scenario and wait and see how this plays out and hope for the best 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a thing that I do, though. When I see a red flag, I slalom through it like I'm in the Olympics. Like, I just go right through them and go... Like, you're like, looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I dated uh, a really, really nice girl for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think I this, like, last three or four years has been, like, a crazy overcorrection from that. Sure. That um, makes sense. So, I think whenever I go, like, you seem a little fucked up, I'm going to follow this and see where it goes. Um, usually doesn't end well. <laughs> Totally. Which is interesting because I have so many female clients that do everything in their power to not seem crazy and to not ask for things and to not kind of be difficult or be a hot mess for the guys they're with. And I'm always like, I think guys kind of like that. That's that's (laughs) kind of boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't think, I wouldn't encourage people to be a hot mess necessarily, but I do think there is something attractive about kind of letting your shit show and being a little bit more colorful and interesting than just the girl who's trying to make it easy for you. Oh, for sure. It feels like you have a little more of a, like a, a grip, a or like a rougher surface. Yeah. yeah like if totally. you think about like a tire, it's like gripping on, on your crazy. Well, and with this girl, you're like, I, despite all the weirdness, I want to be a good boyfriend to her. I'm going to go above and beyond to try and be understanding and be a good boyfriend. And I think that is something that happens a lot with guys especially where the challenge presents and they're like oh this is exciting because I actually have to like win this person and I have to prove myself as opposed to a girl's just that's just like ready and willing and healthy and able oh totally yeah no it, it was just this weird thing I was like all right just over the next edge is when it's going to turn and it's all gonna be good I kind of kept chasing that do you uh, think if it had turned and it was all good you would have maintained your interest I think so I, I think I think it would have been a weird uh, it depends on when it turned because if it turned like after two months of that shit uh, it would have been fine I think if it had turned like when it was finally over over um, it would have been this weird thing of like we're cool here now but like if you look in the rear view everything's fucked mm-hmm. so it, yeah it's a, it's a weird mix of I like to think so um, but at the same time it just it's a real weird situation yeah yeah it's a unique situation. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, people all the time are like, I don't know if people online are who they say they are, blah, blah, blah. And this is kind of like worst case scenario, what happened to you. Yeah, yeah. That this person was not who she said she was. She never lived where she said she did. Yeah. And you kind of pursued it anyway. I feel like even if you had found out she wasn't a doctor and all that, and she had still been like, actually, I like you now. You can come over. You probably would have been like, Okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah, that, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, from what I can see, yeah. you're like a very normal, grounded, healthy guy. You're yeah. in therapy. You've got your shit together. You have a good job at a corporate situation. You work in an office. So, yeah, there's something exciting to your partner or a theoretical partner mm-hmm. to be making your life a little weird and crazy and interesting and having some stories to tell. Yeah, no, I'm not, that's very much like when we first met... Um, for a variety of reasons, I thought she had a colostomy bag. So, um, it <laughs> was, uh, first of all, it was in the email. Second, <laughs> I, no, I know, oh, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you never elaborate. You're like, I thought she had a colostomy bag, but I don't know. No, I mean, I can, I can tangent out on this for a hot second. No, it's okay. Want. Okay. Um, but she didn't have a colostomy She bag. didn't have a colostomy bag, no. But, uh, like, I would then introduce her to my friends. Like, I would say, this is her. I thought she had a colostomy bag. And you would say that in front of her. Yeah, because it was kind of a funny, like, to me the joke was like, look how fucking neurotic I can be. Yeah. And she was cool with it. Uh, she never said, hey, don't do that. Because it was kind of, it's a it's a 
funny story. Wait, okay, yeah. Why did you think she had a colostomy bag? So the first time we hooked up, um, she kept her shirt on. I guess it was like a shelf bra. It was like a tight-fitting cami deal. And we were such in a hurry to get going. Um, it, the only analogy I can think of is like, if you want to get a, like eat a Starburst and there's still a little bit of wrapper on there, you go, fuck it, eat it anywhere. Sure. I did that. <laughs> and so I thought I saw some like scar tissue on her, on her side. And then uh, she said if she drank too many hobby beers, she threw up. And uh, the next few times we hung out, she was on her period. So I kind of kept going. I think there's something wrong with her side and I kept trying to put my hand on the side I thought the clothing bag was uh, and she in my head she kept moving her hand away and years before that I saw a BuzzFeed article about a model with a clothing bag so I was like alright same side it makes sense then I went to Joshua Tree with a few friends and I was like I think I'm dating a girl with a clothing bag and like we don't think so and I was like let me present to you my information about what I've figured this out like still no she would have told you i was like yeah but like she was like super open about like her like sexual desires and shit so i was like she's very open with their sexuality but very private about her costume bag and she doesn't want to talk about it uh and then so the next time we hooked up it was very evident that there was no costume bag and i waited till like really seconds after we finished to go you're gonna find this is funny but i thought you had a costume bag it's just such a leap to make it's it listen I think the BuzzFeed article really got in your head. It really did. And you were just like, maybe you even had like a slight kink develop where you're like, that would be cool. I, a little bit. A yeah. Little, in my head, I was just like, but I like her so much that it doesn't matter if she had a glass in your bag. Do you think um, there's any part of you too that kind of values in yourself being able to accept all these different things about a person? Not that you shouldn't accept a colostomy bag, but the <laughs> fact that she wouldn't let you in her house. She, she wasn't a real dog. There was so much weird stuff. And yeah. you still just kept saying yes. I feel like there must be some part of you that was like challenging yourself to be this good, accepting, open-minded person. And you somehow got something out of it. It was a, it was a little that and also a little um, we got along really well. So like when like we weren't fighting and nothing was weird, we got along really, really well. When you weren't fighting and nothing was weird, yeah. you got along really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Just So that okay. very brief window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like uh, 20 minutes out of every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were a solid fucking 20 solid minutes. Solid 20 though. minutes, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was like it's a good shower's worth of, of good feelings a day. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, it was that chasing that thing of just like once we get past this shit, like it'll be all good and that like full 20 minutes will be like a full day of that shit. Like, and like we would take trips together and, and we're really solid on trips. So I was like, okay, once we can translate this into just normal life, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to that point. Didn't. No. It's so interesting to me mm-hmm. how people fixate early on in a relationship on, I mean, it just happens. Like we can't do anything to control it, but yeah. we'll just be like, this is the one I want. I like them. And no matter what they throw at me or how they're treating me or how I haven't heard from them in a week or whatever, I'm going to keep trying to make it work. And it's like, I'm going to repeat myself, but that almost never leads to a long-term relationship. It's almost always when you actually get in a long-term relationship that from the beginning, there isn't all that having to fight for it. A healthy long-term relationship, I should say. Sure. Yeah, no, that's 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 probably definitely it. Like in my head, I when I tr- do meet somebody, I try and hyper iterate through like, because I don't want to waste my time anymore with mm-hmm. people. Because mm-hmm. um, like this shit was like two years. So like now yeah. I'm just like, I meet somebody, like if there's not real interest, I'm just like, cool. Uh, now we're kind of off, yeah. Uh, yeah. off from that. So how yeah. did you meet this one? Oh, Tinder. 
Tinder. Yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Okay. I am bad at knowing when people are hitting on me in real life, so I don't know. This is actually something I thought about um, last night. I was at some show, and I like turned around to ask a guy if I could sit higher up because mm. the girl in front of me was too tall. And I was not flirting with him because I have a boyfriend. But I, in my head, I was like, if another girl did this to him, I really hope he would like try and have a conversation or like hit on her in some way. And I think people in life these days don't do that enough. Like I feel, and I was, so I was sitting there thinking about it, like theoretically all this stuff. And I was like, I feel like guys probably don't do that in this day and age. One, because they're a little scared and they don't want to be like the creepy guy. But two, I think they're probably like, well, I'm not going to go after a girl in real life and make it weird unless I'm really sure I like her as opposed to, I just think that girl's cute or she seemed to be interested in me or she started a conversation and she seemed nice. I really want to encourage people to take risks more with that. Like just because you don't immediately feel something for someone doesn't mean maybe you shouldn't get their number. Or maybe you shouldn't give them yours or maybe you shouldn't be like, hey, want to get a drink sometime? Because just in this day and age, it's so rare to find a connection in real life that I just think when people do, they should be much more willing to kind of take a risk on it. I'm not saying I wouldn't be open to that. I'm just saying, like, I legitimately, like, I used to work, like, a, a like, help desk support job. Mm-hmm. And this girl, as I was helping her once, goes, you have really nice eyes. And I panicked, explained to her the rest of the shit I was explaining to her, and then went away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just, like, when that happens to me, I'm just like, oh, I think I have a weird, like, former fat kid syndrome. I was like, oh, shit, not me. Okay. All right. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. That's, uh. So in real life, not great. You're not great. Not so great. do you ever, have you ever asked someone out in real life that you've just I'm met? I'm positive kind of? like years ago, mm-hmm. like prior to the rise of apps. Also, like I, I work in tech, so like the tech behind apps are, re- are really cool. So like I'll spend more time like reading like, I think years ago, like Tinder put out something on the developer page about how they helped you pick your like best photo. And I thought that was the most interesting shit. I was in a relationship at the time, and then as soon as that was over, I was like, I'm going to be on Tinder because this tech sounds awesome. Totally. Uh, I'm still on Tinder, and it's less awesome. Less awesome, <laughs> yeah. even though the tech is just so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you could do really well in real life. I I encourage people to hit, hit it hard on all sides. Yeah. So tech, online, in real life, mm-hmm. whatever it is, to meet people in all ways. Right. But I do think that like a lot could be gained from just – Picking up a little bit more on, I'm sure people flirt with you all the time. And you're just like, do, 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 do. I don't want to offend anybody. That's and, probably, yeah. yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be that guy. So let me just leave this girl alone. But no one doesn't like being asked out, even if they're not interested. Yeah. I also want to go back and say, when I said I wasn't flirting because I have a boyfriend, you are totally allowed to flirt if you have a boyfriend. I wasn't actively flirting. I was probably normally flirting. but I, Just because I like to be charming. But I wasn't like... Like, oh, I'm trying to hit on this guy. But I was like, if I was single, that could have been a really good moment for me and that guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I just think everyone needs to take more risks, but especially kind of guys. Like, I think you, you know, I don't think you're going to offend anyone by being, let's say that had been us and I, you know, I was a single girl and I was like, oh, am I like sitting on my foot? You could keep the conversation going and lead it to something else. I just think it's so interesting that people are so afraid of this these days. 
that would also have disturbed the show. So I would have been like, shut the fuck up. The show hadn't started oh, yet. okay, great. It was before the good. show. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I just want to make sure I can sit on yeah. my foot and not block you. Okay. And he was like, no, no, you're good. And then yeah. we were like joking and laughing yeah, 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 a little. Yeah. And then he kind of turned back to his, he was with a couple. So yeah. he like turned back to the couple to yeah. talk to them. And I was like, he doesn't know that I have a boyfriend. Like that, if he's single, that, and maybe he wasn't. So I could be just totally making up stories in my head, which I do because this is my passion. But I was like, you know, he, he, he opted to talk to the couple, even if he wasn't totally interested in me theoretically, like what a missed opportunity for connection. And him and the couple were looking at something on a phone screen. And I was like, dude, there are real people right around you. You're all at this live show having a shared live experience. There are opportunities everywhere for real connection. And we're just kind of missing them. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I see that, yeah. And I also think for someone like you, with the experience you just had, who may be a little bit wary of your own judgment at this point, yes, Somehow I'm not. Okay, that's good. <laughs> it's, it's the weird, because I think I, I left it going, at least this is a good fucking story. Totally. Yeah. Which I encourage yeah. overall as a great motto for dating. Yeah. It's like it's all good stories. But I think it might help you to meet some people in real life that you can kind of trust your instinct right off the bat of like, are they who they say they are? You know? Sure, yeah. Like, I don't think people in real life are going to be as likely to be like, I'm a doctor, if they're not. Or... Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she did work at like a hearing center as like some patient care manager. Okay. But like that's not a doctor, even a little bit. Uh, this is so interesting. I wonder why she lied about that. I have no fucking idea. Have you? And you haven't spoken to her since? I have since. tried. And she, um, when like the, when I was like, can you just send me the money? That'd be great. I, uh, and like my, my <laughs> this is gonna be a weird downer on a dating app podcast, but, or dating podcast, but like. My dog back home got cancer, so I was like, cool, like, the amount you owe me is equal to going home to seeing my dog. And she's like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you via Apple Pay. And then I called her two days later, and she had changed her number. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I think I think what happened is I, like, I poked a hole into, like, this, like, identity she constructed for herself. And then she was just like, oh, shit, there's, like, an intruder into this identity or whatever, and then just shut the fuck down. It is so scary how people can create their identities in this day and age. Like, it happens all the time. People just having... I hear about this more and more. Totally fake identities. Yeah. More argument for meeting people in real life. <laughs> in a real place. At I mean, a real time. To be fair, I think I say I'm like 5'9 on Tinder and I'm really 5'8. So, like, we all lie a little bit. Well, when you wear shoes, you're 5'9. Yeah, sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But that's different than saying you're a doctor and you have a home that you don't have and changing your phone number so you don't have to pay someone a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's your approach now? What's going on? I'm still on still on those apps. I you mean, can't get enough. No, I think I think what I'm what I'm doing now is I'm I'm trying to cuz like before I was on the apps kind of all on and off last year and they're more like I was like I'm trying to kill time while I wait for her to to come around. Um, and then now my approach is like just slower and more like meeting somebody and going like cuz I I I've kind of I've decided no more one night stands. Great. Um, Why is that? Doesn't feel great at the end. Mm -hmm. Like I actually, the first time I decided this wasn't a great idea is I was with the girl. Things were heading that way, and very quickly I was like, "So I don't think I want to see you again." Oh my so, god. So, um, so as that was happening, I guess her dog was off peeing on my jacket. <gasps> so, what is your life? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's San Francisco. But it's props just... to you for, uh, t 
telling her that instead of sleeping with her and then not telling her and disappearing. Yeah, yeah. That was my first time going, I'm going to give this a shot. Um, and then the dog peed on my stuff. So The dog I, knew. Dogs dog know. Dog totally knew. Dogs yeah. know. He also peed on my socks, but like those I left, the jacket I kind of needed. You had to take the jacket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So now, so since then, you're like, no more one night stands. I'm only sleeping with someone if I actually like them. I wouldn't go that far, but like if someone that like I would prefer to see more than like one more time, like it's it's one of those things that like if I can hang out and make like weird pillow talk afterwards, which yeah, pillow talk such a weird fucking phrase, but (laughs) (laughs) if I can hang out and go like, hey, what's going on? As because usually with a one night stand, like it's I'm done, I gotta go. So now it's like if I can picture my person myself wanting to see this person again or wanting or have something to talk about afterwards, um, I'm more likely to then sleep with somebody. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because I feel like I have a, a guy here that probably is the same demographic as a lot of my clients date, so I feel like I need to ask questions on their behalf. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever seen someone a couple times, you were into them, it seemed like it was going well, then you sleep with them, mm-hmm. and in the sleeping with them, you're kind of saying like, I'm into you in a way. Right. Um, and then decided you're not and kind of pulling back and disappearing. Yeah. What is that? I, um, uh. Here, I'll, go ahead. If it's like boring sex, I will definitely kind of pull away from that. What um, if you have sex? Okay, this is what happened. Okay, I'm going right. to, without getting too, too specific. Sure, sure, sure. I have a client. Right. Who. Named. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I have a client and she met a guy she really liked. They went uh, on three or four dates before yeah. she slept with him. Then he came over to her house on like the fourth date or something and they decided they were heading towards sleeping together and she was like, I don't want to sleep with you if we're sleeping with other people. Cool. Totally. Right. I think. I mean, it's like, okay, wow, but that's totally normal to me to be able to say that before you have sex with mm. someone. So he was like, yeah, I'm not having sex with anyone else either. And she was like, great. They slept together. After that, he started to pull away a little, but was still contacting her somewhat regularly. They saw each other one more time, slept together again. This time, she brought up, against my advisement, that she felt he was pulling away and that she wanted to make sure they were still on the same page and that they liked each other. And he was like, yeah, 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 totally, totally, just been really busy, da, 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 da. Disappeared after that. What's your analysis? I think think I've been in that situation before, and it's, um you're into it but then like it it feels almost like too big of a leap into a relationship immediately because Mm -hmm. if you're still like the second or third time you sleep with somebody it's still a very weird like i think this is cool i don't know right um like san francisco is just a little different where like people are a little more forward about their shit Mm -hmm. um and like i'm on like field and and tinder and like it's the it's and i usually meet up with people on tinder who are like more like sexually open about like their desires and shit and on field everyone is so like it's it's really great because it kind of clears the field a little bit um or doesn't clear the field but like i have once all the weird like sex talk and like what do i like what do you like like all that shit's out of the way i find i have way better connections with people when that's like done like i i went to do you do that talking on the app before you meet or both. on the date? Bit of both. Like I've, I, last year, two years ago, I went to some like sex party in San Francisco 
and I didn't hook up with anybody, but I met the best and coolest people and had the best conversations with strangers because like all the weird like uh, pretense of just like I'm trying to get my dick touched is out of the fucking window because mm-hmm. we're all there because we all want to get our dicks or you know vaginas or whatever you want your body parts touched yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like there's no so that that's the thing is that for your client person thing it, like it, it that might be the dude's standpoint because if it's boring it's boring and like I, I I've dated people who are the sex is super boring and I stuck with it going maybe I'll get better and it never fucking yeah. did so um, I wonder. I mean, I think what I kind of told her, because one thing we also knew about him was that he was getting, he had just gotten out of a somewhat serious relationship. Yeah. So I was saying, I think it probably just moved a little quickly for him and he could tell that she wanted something he wasn't ready to give. And unfortunately, instead of saying that, he made other promises to her, assured her that he was into it and then disappeared instead of just being straightforward and saying, as I said at the beginning, I needed to move slowly and I feel like you're not there. Therefore, we probably shouldn't continue this, which I wish is what he would have done. Yeah. I mean, that happened to me a few weeks ago, like uh, a little bit after this whole thing wrapped up. Um, I started kind of seeing this girl. We never hooked up, but she was like kind of, she had just gone back with her ex and it was kind of open or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I called things off completely with my ex so we can date. And I was like, whoa, hey, uh, let's pump the brakes on that because it just seemed... Like a very quick turnaround to be like, hey, now that's done. So now, now you're yeah. up. And I just like it. I kind of, I definitely pulled away. And she, she called me. I'm pulling away. And I was like, well, yeah, like you, it, you zero to a hundred really, really quickly on that one to go. Like you 180 to the, to a certain extent because she's like, I have a boyfriend. We're done. We're next. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't. This is no. yeah. No, it does sound like for the most part, people in San Francisco are and I don't generally like to generalize by location but it does sound like the culture is just a little more clear and straightforward than it is in LA it's like the way I describe it is like the last remnant of like the summer of love like everything else is fucking gone like there's tech bros of which I might be you one you are one yeah uh, <laughs> everywhere but like the last fucking remnant is like we like to be very open about shit like that's it like my um yeah What's a sex party like? I've never been to one. It's interesting. It, like, it wasn't, like, there was, a, there, there was different levels. Like, there was, like, a few, like, kind of s and rooms that, like, I walked by. So it was by. a big one. There's, like, It was rooms. a big one. It was, like, a fucking compound. It was oh, okay. super weird. I mean, it was, it was cool. It was just a lot of people very open about, like, fucking next to other people. Like, that's really what it was. There's, I'm sure there's Did a Did they few... all know each other? Were strangers fucking each other? Uh, there was... There was some of that. A lot of people came with partners. Um, I got in because I was kind of seeing somebody uh, who got me in. Like, her husband stayed home and I went with her. Um, but, like, early on in the night, she peeled off with another dude that she knew, which I was totally fine with. Like, I had went there with no expectations. But, like, it was, I will, I will continually count that night as, like, a party with complete strangers I went to that I had some of the best conversations I had because all the fucking pretense was out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. How is their conversation at sex parties? Like, isn't everyone just having sex? Yeah, but you have to get there. Like, yeah, you have to, like, basically, it's like, imagine if you were on a date and instead of the entire time going, well, like, or am I going home with this person or whatever? You're just like, that's already, like, that part is set aside. So, like, mm-hmm. think of how much time on a date you you uh, waste going, like, does this person 
like me? Is this, is this how this is going to mm-hmm. go? Whatever. And I don't know the female experience, but like from a, from a male experience, um, it, there's a lot of just like, I don't know which way this is going. And then like there you're like, all right, great. If we like, we're both kind of into this thing. So like, if it goes, if like the conversation goes well or whatever, we go do something. Yeah. Um, but like it was, yeah, it was, it, when you take all that shit away, you, I think you have a way more interesting conversation. Totally. Yeah. It's interesting you say, as a male, you're always thinking, what is she thinking or where is this going? To be fair, mm-hmm. yeah, that is what I'm Yeah, <laughs> and no, I, that's not said with any judgment. I actually tell that to my female clients a lot, that I'm like, the guy on the date is just trying to figure out if you hate him or if he's going to get rejected or if he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone's responsibility on a first date is to make the other person feel like they're doing a good job because it can just put at ease everything else and you can actually get to know each other if you're not both sitting there on edge about am I doing a good job. Oh yeah, I agree. I used to do that thing where like it was a good date and then I'd like wait like wait a little bit and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, and now I have started a new strategy of like if I'm in the date and I'd like to see that person again, I'd be like, hey, this is going really well. It'd be great to hang out again. I love that. And that's actually, I'm kind of seeing a few people on and off. Like, it's just... It's what like, are you What are you uh, looking for at this point in your life? Ideally, I'd like a, like a, uh, like a monogamous, normal relationship. Okay. But, like, it's one of those things that I will... Actually, it's funny. I was talking to somebody on Tinder last night who she said she was solo poly. I was like... I think I do that, but like... What is solo poly? Where she had like a few like close people that she hooked up with like on and off. And I think there's a little more feelings to that, but like it's one of those like... You ever have a like a fuck buddy or whatever where like you're not quite like significant at other level, but like I enjoy spending time with you and like the sex is great or whatever. So um, I feel like I do that a lot where I'm just like I have a few people I'm really close with. And, like, we hang out, but, like, I'm not ready to go, like, oh, that's my girlfriend. Because, like, they're not ticking all the boxes. So would you go, but you would go from solo poly to monogamy? Yeah. If yeah. you found someone you liked enough. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I am solo poly, but, like, that's how that girl described it. Uh, and I was like, I think that's me. And she's like, hmm, it might not be if it's super casual. And then I, then I went got high and went to bed and I we didn't continue the conversation all right so do you like any of these ones that you're seeing right now a lot um do you feel at all still a little bit bruised or hung up from the other no like it's just like that is just a fucking funny story and like it's funny because the fact that she totally like bounced out um makes it easier to get over because like before it was just like yeah I just fixed a little bit or if it was just a little different but now it's one of those like, oh, fuck this. It's all yeah. totally done. Um, and just uh, to answer your original yeah. question from the email, no, but I don't think that all of the fakeness invalidates any part of the relationship. Because no matter what she said she was, you still had a real connection with her and you still spent real time together and you had 20 minutes a day that were good. Those were like, <laughs> that was a good ass 20 minutes. So that for two years adds up. Yeah, it's up. Yeah, it's like a I, month of all, dating. I would say it's like a week and a half. It's a long weekend, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. I don't do math. Um, so you're, I'm glad you're not cut up on her. I wonder, curiously, if you are over the dramatic equals fun moment in your life, or if you're still going to go for that a few more times, which you might. 
I like to think so. I need to find a good balance of like yes. dramatic equals fun, but then also like fun is fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's a weird mix because you can't ask somebody off the bat like, you crazy? Yeah. You could. So, you could. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Yeah. It won't I mean, to be well. fair, yeah. you're also a little crazy because you kept oh, no. going after this chick and that makes you just as culpable as she is. Oh, yeah. I, I do try and slide in the fact that like I see a therapist very early on. Yeah. So there's no fucking yeah. surprise. I mean, we're all crazy. Yeah. At yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of yeah. the day. So it's OK. Yeah. But I do like to I, I have kind of a loose working theory that everyone has to date at least one totally boring, nice person who makes them feel safe, but bores them to tears. And one totally psycho person who makes them feel crazy. And then they can find the happy medium. It may be more than one of each Mm -hmm. of those types. But you have to do at least one of each of those types. To then be satisfied with someone who's both a little bit fun, a little bit crazy in mostly good ways. And then also can be safe and dependable and is who they say they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe you're on track for that. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) You seem like maybe. But I could also see you falling a few more times for the... Fun, crazy. Oh, I can totally see that. Because I think you like it. And like as I said, you seem like such a stable guy that that probably just like shakes it up for you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, stable is not the word I would use. But what word would you use? Uh, I would, the, the, I think my Tinder profile used to say like, I'm a weird mix between Nick Miller from New Girl and George Costanza. It's like a weird in between there, kind of neurotic little, uh, I mean. Neurotic is still stable. Okay, yes. Like, I am, I hold down a job, I go to therapy, like, I'm not, like, a fucking mess. Um, But, I would, right, I think stable's a strong term. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably no one thinks that. If there's a weird pitch at the end of this, no, I'm I'm very stable. There's definitely a pitch at the end of this. Okay, no, (laughs) no. But, so, I'm trying to figure out, so, what, what did you like... About the crazy person. Uh, we Maybe ha- we shouldn't call her crazy. Maybe we should say, what did you like about, about ex. your Let's ex? Just call Let's my ex. call her your ex. Yeah. What did you um, like about your ex? What were the things that kept you there for two years? We got along super fucking well. Like, we could just, like, ping back and forth with, like, text messages about, like, podcasts and shit. Like, we really, we bonded over podcasts initially. So uh, banter? Banter, yeah. Good yeah. Banter? I mean, just good back and forth. Um, okay. Uh, and, like, the sex was dope. Really, that's it. Uh, Sex, good, banter, good, check, check. Yeah, and like we traveled really well together. We traveled well. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, those are all good, strong things. Right. I'm always a person that says good texting does not a relationship make and does not indicate actual good chemistry. It's texting, which is very different than being in real life with a person, as you. Yeah, no, I I see that now. (laughs) (laughs) Also, no offense, but like anyone can bond over podcasts. Podcasts, like saying we bond over podcasts is like saying, we both like um, food. Right. You know, because there's so many kinds. It's like if you can't find a podcast to bond over. Sure, I totally. I think I think, I think think our first like date, I kind of remember though, is Sketchfest. So like it was mm. a few shows at Sketchfest. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think when that, that comes around, I was like, oh yeah, that thing happened. And like, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was really just, I think, good banter and like kind of nerdy shit. Yeah, um, the nerdy shit. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I do think... I have feelings about the whole common interest thing, which is, like, I don't think it really matters. Like, I think you have to have more of a... Your point of views have to kind of work together. Yeah. But I don't think the actual content in terms of, like, what actual things you're into, are they the same matters as much. Like, I think it helps to have two yeah. that you can talk about. But then you can also have separate ones, and it's fine. Sure. No, I agree on... I don't want to date a female version of me. Um, but you're so cute. 
I know. <laughs> but, like, she'd be super fucking hairy. Mm, true. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that I agree with that. But I'm like, I, I think now I'm starting to, like, back out and go, like, cool, as long as, like, in-person banter is cool. Yeah. Um, but the sex is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't use that phrase, sorry. Uh, totally fine. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that's, it's, those are kind of important things, I think. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree on the values thing because I've had other relationships, like, go on for a few years and I go, like, oh, you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. That, are you that a marriage kids person? <sighs> I am a marriage person, I think kids i have a strong feeling about where like and this is a vaguely idealistic view um the company i works for i work for helps pay for adoptions oh wow so like it's that weird like i don't i i don't have enough of an ego to go like i need a little me in my dna running around like just some neurotic early graying dude out there (laughs) uh or or lady uh, who knows um, so, but there, I've, you know, I've had a few friends who were adopted and they have like the best relationships with their parents. So like, I am open to the idea of adopting kids. Um, but I am not a, uh, marriage kids, um, deal with someone pregnant for nine months and then go like, that looks like me a little bit. But if someone wanted to, would you be down with that? Uh, yes and no. Like there'd have to be like a really strong financial, like, idea to be like cool so we have this because I, I dated a girl who um we were both not making a lot of money and she's like oh i think my kids are gonna all go to private school and i go cool who's gonna pay for that and she goes well my parents because my grandparents paid for me to go to private school and i was like cool i went to public school everything was totally fine yeah i didn't get stabbed even once no no um so yeah i mean that that's it's very much for in my mind that's like a financial consideration yeah you also than... strike me as like a little bit of a romantic in that i think if you meet a girl that you're super into and she's like this is what i need and this is why you'll be like okay she has not come around yet so. <laughs> <laughs> i think she will yeah but i think you need a few more crazies under your belt honestly i don't think you're ready probably not yeah no. i think you're enjoying this because the fact that you're like i'm seeing multiple people i'm on the apps and i like it and i like all these crazy stories which i think is great i think is yeah, the yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. best best attitude to have is like it's a funny story I learned something from it I'm having fun and when the right one comes along I'll do that too I think that's great yeah I mean I'm not yeah what would you say is like your main takeaway from that ex I would say probably try to hang out in like an everyday situation more so I've only really dated like her and the girl I dated uh, like in between her we didn't know it none of us lived in the same city so like she lived in Monterey, I lived in San Jose, and I moved to San Francisco. I immediately started dating a girl in San Jose. So, like, the whole, like, come on over, let's just go grab coffee mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or whatever, that was missing. And there is something more of, like, a spontaneity. Uh, so, and I've done the long distance thing before, and it's just straight garbage. Definitely just try to quickly meet somebody in, like, what, what they're in their life, not, like, yes. weird, these weirdly staged, like, come on over and we'll do this thing or whatever. Yeah, I... Yeah. I also say that a lot in my coaching which is like there is no substitute for time spent together in real life so not to say long distance can't work because I know that it can but more that if you're within reach of each other physically speaking 
you need to make the FaceTime happen. And if it's not happening, it's really hard to build a relationship on just these wild, crazy adventures, but never seeing the person in their day-to-day life. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm going to try and do uh, significantly more now. Great. That's great. Do you have any like um, pressing questions or challenges happening to you right now? Or are you? No. The one thing I will say, Mm because I have, I've listened to some podcasts uh, from you with the Google voice number. Oh yeah. Awesome for safety. But, like, then you get a fucking green text message. So? That's not an issue. Why That's a that huge deal breaker for, not a huge deal breaker, but, like, if I jump off an app and I get a green text message instead of a blue text message, uh, it means they don't have an iPhone. And what's wrong with that? I actually had a relationship fail because she had, she, it was, the texts weren't going to my computer and she was in Italy and, like, I wouldn't get her text until, like, it was midnight in Italy and so I was just like I would respond to them super late and like it just it caused a crazy miscommunication well first of all I think it's I, I'm not on the side of either type of phone yeah. but I think technology is such that it's changing all the time and certain phones are getting better it's and such a bummer getting... when you see a green okay I would agree with you which actually I came up with an app idea yeah. people can steal it if they want that turns your text messages blue if they're green you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. so it could fake it but I think that would just be, you should just be, the, uh, maybe assume then the girl has a Google voice number because obviously everyone's listening to my podcast. Sure. But like, what if you stay over there? You can't charge your phone. There's two different cables. I can't tell if you're joking right now. Not entirely, no. Because <laughs> that, that legit happened to me. Like I was like dating a girl very briefly with an Android and I have an iPhone and like I'd stay over there and I'd wake up with like. 20% left on my battery because I, I couldn't charge my phone. Okay, well, number one, be a man and bring your own charger. I didn't want to be presumptuous. Just always have a charger on you. What if your phone dies in a regular situation? We all know how dependable iPhone batteries are. Get out of here. You can charge your own phone. You can have your little portable charger with you. It's not a girl's responsibility to have a charger for you. Listen, if they stay over at my place, I have chargers. That's nice. Okay. I'm glad. But do you have an Android charger? I do. Okay, well, good. Yeah. But still, not not their responsibility, not their problem. And I really, really, really hope you're not going to miss on a, on a great girl because she doesn't have an iPhone. I've tried to make it work before, uh, and I, it, it's gotten to certain places. But like, just when you see the green, you just go. Eh. You need to stop going. Eh. You might be missing good people. From now on, when you see the green, assume they have a Google Voice number because they're yeah. protecting their safety. Okay. Just assume there, so you can have not the weird like. Imp- limp penis reaction of the green bubble but (laughs) you can go on the date thinking the best assuming the best assuming positive intent if you will and uh and um just then find out and if she doesn't have an iphone what an interesting conversation you could have and maybe you could get her to get an iphone it doesn't seem like a very interesting conversation. i don't think like, oh. iphones are categorically better we're not going to get into this because i'm really not interested in this conversation but i will say as i say to my women you should not be judging anyone based on anything really actual on the outside all of the important stuff is on the inside and all of the outside can be changed okay. so if you don't like that they have an android go ahead and buy them an iphone once they're your girlfriend that's a nice gift um, bring your own charger and fucking pull your pants up and deal with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, 
I think the Google Voice is a great idea. No, and I think just, it's a great idea too, yeah. Thank you. And you should just assume that that's what's happening so that you can get on the date without a preconceived notion of the person and enjoy yourself. And if you like her enough, maybe you can help help it out, you know? Maybe. You know, yeah. just a thought. But I think you're going to do great. I will sell you now. This is Steve. He is 5'8", but he looks like 5'9". He is early gray, but it's kind of hot. He looks like George Clooney. For real, like for real, real. And um, he has a great job. He's stable but neurotic. He is open to all kinds of experiences, especially Android phones. And <laughs> he lives in San Francisco. He would like something consistent where he can see the person regularly and not find out that they're not really a doctor. Anything else? Uh, that's about it. What do we need to know about you? Special talents, tricks? I never wanted to go or have been to Burning Man, which seems like a a win in my column. A win, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. Maybe you'll meet the girl who makes you want to go. To be fair, it goes Android phones, Burning Man is when I go, no, no, no. <laughs> so many external... To- Burning Man? Have you Whatever. met the people that go to Burning okay, Man? Okay, I know people who have gone to Burning Man and then said they hated it, so I'm not going to fault them for going one That's time. Fair. But also, people go for different reasons. People call themselves burners, though, are a whole different... Okay, well, you're from San Francisco, so you obviously have, like, a real thing about this. It's like this. that person who always goes to Coachella here, like, I go yes, to Coachella every yes. year. I know. Yeah. But I really, as part of my mission, don't believe in discounting people based on criteria like that. Okay. I believe in giving everyone a chance. If they're a good person, you can always be like... By the way, Burning Man, I'm not into it. And they can be like, cool, that's the thing I do with my friends. And you stay home and do your thing. Go to a sex party. You know? Okay. You know? <laughs> or they might convince you to go. You seem like a guy that if you met the right girl, you'd pretty much do most things. And be okay with most things. Like a colostomy bag. Not that you shouldn't be okay with that. But you were pretty into it. <laughs> I, I was not into it yeah, No. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have a colostomy bag and or you love Burning Man, hit up Steve. Do you have an Instagram you want to share? Uh, it's just my last name, Mohimani, if you can spell it. Mohimani. Awesome. Yeah. We'll post it on our thing. All right. We'll sell you. We'll pimp you out. How long are you in LA for? Just the weekend. I think you should meet someone. Maybe. Can I give you a bit of homework? Sure. Okay. I'm going to say um, in the next week, Okay. I want you to give your phone number or get a phone number from a girl you meet in real life. Okay. Whether or not you immediately are like, this is the girl for me, even if you're just like, that was a nice conversation, or she told me I have nice eyes, or I just feel like it, I want you to exchange information and like go on a date. All right. At least exchange information and try and go on a date with a girl you meet in real life. Okay. Cool. I think you can do it. Um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for your stories and your wisdom. Maybe we'll have you back as a resident straight white guy. I am totally okay. <laughs> Get your opinion on some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other like final tip you would give to people trying to date or women trying to date you? I don't know. I mean, no, not. not. No? I, I just actually had a friend last week ask for advice. I don't really have any because it's like the blind leading the blind. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's good that you know that. Yeah. It's good. He's self-aware. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. So go out there, meet a girl in real life, and tell us how it goes. Okay. Thank you for coming. Hey, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Just the tip, a dating tip. Uh, When we got off the air with Steve, my beautiful producer, Christine Bartolucci, kind of made the point that I asked him 
you know, what was it about the ex that worked for you or that you liked? And he named sex and banter and that's fine. But as I always say, and I believe to be true, it's really not something you can name when you like someone. It's chemistry, it's timing, it's alchemy. So I wasn't asking that question to kind of pinpoint what other people should be looking for or what they should be trying to be. I really don't think it's something you can control if someone's super into you or not. Uh, which is also part of the reason, as with Steve, I, I really encourage people to push on and question your own, quote, red flags. I encourage you to get rid of the deal breakers. Now, he actually had some actual red flags that he could have paid attention to, but chose not to, which is fine. Again, I prefer that as long as no one's getting hurt over lots and lots of reasons to not go out with someone again. I think coming up with three important internal qualities is helpful, like, it's important to me that they are super honest or that they are a good person, they treat the server well, that sort of thing. But so many things on the outside, like Google phones and, you know, whatever else he was naming us as deal breakers, Burning Man, those things can be changed, adjusted, and they really won't matter. And we fall in love all the time with people who are completely wrong for us on paper. So let those things go. Keep in mind the external doesn't matter. And just pay attention to the feeling you get with the person. If they make you feel safe, happy, comfortable, whatever feeling it is that you want to be feeling when you're with your partner is what you should be looking for. So if you want to feel inspired, if you want to feel safe, if you want to feel comfortable, if you want to feel, you know, turned on, whatever, those qualities are what we should be looking for way more than external factors. And we should also remember that those qualities can take time to build. So while I can say certain qualities like honesty and good family relations are important, those can also take time to show themselves. So what I'm really saying is everybody chill out, give more people a chance that you normally would, and uh, leave it up to chemistry, you know? Thank you to Steve Mohamani for joining us on the show. His Instagram is Mohamani, which is M as in Mary, O-H-I-M as in Mary, A-N-I. No, I will not spell that again, but we will feature it on our Single Crush Saturday coming up. Thank you to him for joining us. Thank you to beautiful producer Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, and all of you for listening, liking, rating, reviewing. That's fun. And thank you to all of you for making dating fun.